Hello and welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host Darren and today we're going to be talking about Love Sexy, the title track from Love Sexy. Recorded originally on the 14th of December 1987 and then Prince was not happy with that version so he recorded it from scratch on the 29th of January 1988 at Paisley Park and it was released on the 10th of May 1988. On the track it is just Prince although he previously had recorded in December with the entire band with Sheila Ree and Maiko, Levi, Dr. Fink, Bonnie Boyer, Eric and Atlanta um, and then he just threw all out the, out the window and just went back to basics and did it all by himself because he's Prince and of course he can do that. Uh, the track is 5 minutes 49 and joining me to talk about this is Niall McGowan. Hello Niall. Hello. And um, before we get into the song, um, you know, as this is your first time on the podcast, I was just going to ask you, um, you know, as you were, you know, growing up or whatever, how aware were you of Prince as an artist? You know, obviously he was gigantic in the 80s. Mm. Um, so I don't know kind of what was your first exposure, you know, how we, how did you become aware of the artist? Uh, well, actually it's quite appropriate the way I became aware of Prince because I, I co-host a podcast called Bat Minute 89 where we're analyzing the 1989 Batman film one minute at a time, much like Star Wars minutes and stuff like that. And as a kid, uh, that was my introduction to Prince. Like for years, I only knew him as, oh, the guy who does the Batman songs. <laughs> and uh, it was also until years later, it wasn't until like my dad got in like Sky TV, like satellite television or cable or whatever you'd call it internationally. Um, and we started getting, you know, like VH1 classic and you'd see a lot of old Prince, the prominent Prince videos, like your Raspberry Beret and Purple Rain and whatnot popping up. And that's when I became like, oh, so this guy's like a thing. Like he's a big, this is about, <laughs> I was, you know, I was like in my early teens. I was like, oh, so this, this fellow was, he's famous. You're, you're telling me, I thought he only did that one thing. Like, uh, you know, like some of the songs, the, the main singles that you would get, you know, thrust upon you. Then I actually one night watched the film of Purple Rain when I was about 15. And I remember like really been infuriated by it because like it's 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 really just like a testament to this one man's egomania. And it's like, it's so odd that like, I get what he's trying to do and that narratively is that, yeah, he's, you know, everything that he's doing wrong as a character within the film is coming from a cycle of abuse in his own life. But he's such an asshole in it. And it's like, why am I supposed to like this guy? And then at, le at least he gets a redemption at the end. But then like Morris Day is there as well. And he's just the villain. And he's just playing Morris Day. Like, <laughs> what, the prince had this guy by the ball so much that he's like, you're going to be the villain of my piece. And you're never going to even get to redeem yourself. People are just going to be like, oh, Morris Day in the time. Those guys are, are complete dicks. And uh, my brother came in drunk from like, he was out at the pub. Because this is about like two in the morning. I was just sitting there like r ranting at him about like, have you seen this movie? And he's just like, <laughs> I know the song. I don't know what you're talking about. There's a movie of it as well. And, uh, around that same period where like Prince was kind of, uh, you know, you had the, the Kevin Smith stories would would have got out by then about him yeah. working for him. You know, since, the, since then, once, once I've had you know, access to, you know, to, to get his music more easily and accessibly, uh, I've become a lot, more, a lot more enamored with him. <laughs> <laughs> if you can put it that way. But uh, anyway, mm. let's jump into this. The title track of the album, oh. Love, Love Sexy. <laughs> An odd song um, <laughs> that uh, kind of starts with Prince saying the words, New Power. Um, yeah, yeah, and and this you know will become something that you know it, it is kind of trademark for the rest of Prince's career is the idea of new power soul and the new power generation, and you know that becomes the name of his band. And there's a, there's a couple of songs on um, on Graffiti Bridge that are, are called New Power Generation. 
Um, yeah. And, you know, the, it's funny because the album um, Love Sexy, you have the opening track, which is called I Know, and then you have the finishing track, which is called Positivity, which has the word yes repeated over and over again. And they mm. both reference Spooky Electric, which was the person who apparently made the Black Album, which Prince discarded yeah. to uh, yeah. <laughs> to make Love Sexy. And so mm. this it's really weird because this is like the title track and this is tr- almost trying to lay out what, what Love Sexy means, yeah. you know, in terms of, you know, because... Uh, when you see the words love sexy as a Prince fan, it makes complete sense to me. Um, mm. But as a, you know, as a, a kind of civilian, you might wonder what on earth does he mean by the phrase love sexy? Um, <laughs> and I mean, first of all, trying to figure out what, what I would, what genre I would put this song in is, it's kind of difficult because, you know, there's a very kind of uh, heavy influence of kind of spirituality and kind of gospel throughout this album. Yeah. But this feels kind of like a, just like a straight up pop song to me. I mean, I don't know how you feel about that. Like, I, I was kind of troubled when you like asked about genre because I couldn't think of anything beyond beyond pop to call this because it is just like, yeah. It, it doesn't fit into any other molds for me in, in particular. Gospel is as close as you'd get that, I imagine. It, it, it is almost... Yeah, uh, there is a little bit of a kind of gospel feel to it, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, lyrically speaking as well, like there is the... You know, uh, uh, on face value, it just looks like Prince by numbers in terms of like, yeah, it's a song about love and sex. And it's just, yeah, he's a, se- <laughs> he's a sexy guy. But then, of course, if you read into it more, there is a more spiritual slant to the whole thing really like uh it's, it, yeah. it seems to be i don't know if it's the beginning of this period where he, he would go into uh, religious reawakening uh yeah i mean we had i mean the, the, there is a b-side called god and uh you know the, <laughs> his, the has landed on thick right there <laughs> very sick yeah um and and, and you know there the had been i mean he has the lord's prayer is recited in the middle of the song controversy mm. you know and 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 on the previous album we had the cross you know so he's it's not like he's hidden his kind of religious side yeah it's just it wasn't until love sexy you know until the kind of rejection of the black album kind of love sexy being kind of the lighter side of prince um the more spiritual side that it became kind of more overt yeah yeah um you know and although the same you know at the beginning of the song we get this kind of um the kind of guitar riff Mm. although it sounds very kind of synthesized um, kind of a, a, a sound that the album has a lot is this kind of um, this kind of almost synthesized guitar sound. Yeah. And he and he said he actually says I need some bottom in here laid on me and then the bass kind of comes in. Mm. So uh, again, it's kind of Prince doing this kind of James Browny thing of kind of instructing the band to do stuff. <laughs> um, you know, even though on this particular track he is the band. Mm. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the lyrics themselves <laughs> they're kind of odd. Um, you know, uh, the, the kind of later half of the song, you know, after the kind of rain is wet, sugar is sweet part is kind of about uh, Prince defining what love sexy means. Yeah. Um, you know, but the first half is very kind of odd because you have Prince saying everyone on the block say it the best. The most vital thing is what they say, more or less. Mm. It put my name upon my thigh. It makes me dance. It makes me cry. <laughs> Which, um, you know, and when I touch race cars burn rubber in my pants yeah. which is <laughs> one of the stranger lyrics on the album uh, i went from the interpretation of the song being like oh it's obviously just a, it could be about the uh, the concept of love itself and then a bit more of it's so like i yeah. think it's more about it's about god almost but then that that kind of works within things like uh you know like oh everyone they say they say it's the best and the the most vital is what they say more or less that's like oh yeah you need god in your life and things like that but as soon as it gets to when I touch it, race car burn rubber in my pants is like 
this is getting into like uh, like Cartman and Faith plus one kind of religious songs. Like, is he wanting to have sex with God? Like, what's going on here? But that lyric, though, uh, like it put my name upon my thigh. Like, that seems a bit... Because you think like if you're talking about something that you... This, this thing you've encountered is the best. You would put its name. Like, you're, like it sounds like you're putting a, like a, ta- yeah. like a tattoo. But it's like it put, it put my name upon my thigh. It's, I thought that was very odd. I'm not sure because the thing is, you know, he gets to the next stanza saying, The feeling's so good in every way. I want it morning, noon, and night of every day. And if by chance I cannot have it, I can't say. Mm. With it, I know heaven's just a kiss away. kiss away, And that kind of becomes a refrain, the heaven's just a kiss yeah, away. Yeah. And when he does it live as well, that's kind of like a... That's the line that you really kind of hear him singing, mm. is heaven's just a kiss away. Yeah. Um, so, and I mean, I, I, I mean, it's such, the whole thing of putting something on someone's thigh, uh, you know, with Prince, it, it always, you always have to think it, it it's going to get sexual because, <laughs> you know, in most of his songs, it pretty much does. Mm. Um, but yeah, now that's just such an, that's such an odd line. But then at the same time, um, you know, when necess- it's not necessarily that this song is being sung from Prince's point of view. He could be singing this from God's point of view. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's, there was always a chance of that. You know, the fact that he says that heaven's just a kiss away, that might be, you know, a fact that's been revealed to the audience from God's point of view, mm. um, not just from Prince's point of view. It doesn't sound a lot like it in the in the actual way he sings it, but the whole, the lyric, though, of, like, heaven is just a kiss away, I thought it might have been some sort of reference. Like, because, you know, later on, there's a, there's a samples of Frank Zappa and, and, and whatnot. Um, that, yeah. that it might have been a reference to you know Gimme Shelter like the Rolling Stones songs that's got you know uh, the line you know yeah. it, it's, it's, it's just a kiss away and stuff yeah and do you know what's really interesting is um, when Prince did the uh, his Love Sexy tour he played I think it was like Nine Nights at Wembley which at the time was a record <laughs> and after every single show he went and did as was his, his want uh, an after show that went on for hours and hours mm. Um, and at a couple of those after shows, uh, Ronnie Wood did attend. Oh, and there is there is footage of him playing "Miss You" with Ronnie Wood. Oh, cool. Um, and Prince doing almost like a Mick Jagger impression when he sings the lyrics, mm. um, and it's really fun to watch because he's he's kind of really exaggerating the way he's singing. <laughs> um, so you know he's he's clearly a fan of the Rolling Stones, and you know that that kind of like kiss away thing. Yet yeah, I mean, you know. Or heaven's just a kiss away. That that does kind of feel like it could be a bit of a Rolling Stones reference. And like you say later on, yeah, there is the kind of the Zappa sample, which he uses in a number of other songs. Mm. Um, you know, he's it's it's used in this one, but he also used it on Bob George and in Christopher Trace's Parade. And there's a couple of Madhouse songs as well where he uses the same sample. Yeah. Um, so it's not it's not just this song. Mm. Um, you know, and I mean, he continues. I love as well whenever Prince says "dig" because you know that's how he starts with "When Does Grace Dig?" If you will, the picture, yeah. And he says "dig me now" on this as well. <laughs> so whenever Prince says "dig," it always amuses me because it just turns him into this kind of weird, like you know, forties jazz guy. <laughs> and he says, "Anyone that's ever touched it, they don't want anything else." And I got to tell the world, I just can't keep it to myself. Mm. All in life becomes easier. No question is unresolved, and I'm not afraid. I thought that was quite, uh, you know, it was weirdly appropriate. And um, you know, the, what, what that sounds like to me, like again, if you're to interpret this as like, oh, it's a song about finding God, or, or you know, yeah. or, or embracing embracing God, and um, you know, even that idea of like, I, I got to tell the world, I uh, just can't keep it to myself. Like the fact that years later, Prince would become a Jehovah's Witness, who are like a group infamous for yeah. coming and spreading their, you know, <laughs> spreading the religion you know, as far as they can by coming and literally knocking on your door about it. It's like, oh, that's kind of weirdly 
Like, if, if that's what it was about, it's like, ah, oh, it's almost like it's foreshadowing his own life. Yeah, it does speak to the kind of, like, the proselytizing side of, um, you know, the Judeo-Christian religions, you know, like, the whole point of uh, Christianity is to spread the word in capital T, capital W. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it does kind of make sense that, you know, I just can't keep it to myself. Mm. All in life becomes easier, you know, like, uh, no question is unresolved yeah. and I'm not afraid. Like, that does sound like the kind of tenets of... Um, of you know most of the kind of uh, Abrahamic religions, so but uh, well even then because like the you know there's a modification then in the next line of the um, uh, with it I know that heavens a butterfly's kiss away and like apparently yeah. a lot of Christian symbology the butterfly is used to represent the resurrection because it's you know literally caterpillar Jesus died went into cocoon and emerged as the, the you know with the Holy Spirit and all this sort of thing and the the, the butterfly yeah but it seems like yeah it's quite a, you know it seems likely the prince would have been aware of that and, and that is my favorite line from this song is when he changes it to heavens a butterfly kiss away mm. that's something that I love about Prince when he kind of sometimes you know this and it's worth saying that like the kind of the whole thing about you know heavens just a kiss away you know that 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 comes back and that is essentially the chorus in this song yeah although it doesn't really feel like a chorus um you know and again this is something that you know was similar on sign of the times there's no real chorus that has the title you know prince just says the word love sexy here <laughs> yes. in the song just randomly thrown in love sexy. <laughs> just... yeah there's there's no chorus that kind of just finishes with him saying the words love sexy mm. so i do like the fact that he's taken the line from the chorus and then changed it <laughs> um and that kind of that that's something that prince you know has has a habit of doing mm. Um, if, if a song doesn't have like a kind of a specific chorus, he will, he will take certain lines and he'll he'll change them up as he goes through the song. You almost want like uh, Ron Howard as the narrator to come in and be like, "Hey, that's the name of the song," you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and then of course we get um, you know the the kind of this is something that on in the live show this was like the introduction to the second half of the show mm. was in- Ingrid Chavez saying the words "Rain is wet, sugar is sweet, clap your hands and stump your feet." Yeah. Everybody knows when love calls, you got to go. Yeah, and that's that's kind of how she said it. But in the in the song, they kind of sing it, um, and you get this. You get this from this point on. Prince doesn't actually sing the word love sexy. He seems to have sampled it with the Fairlight CM3, mm. and then he just keeps randomly playing the word love sexy. <laughs> so when he says everybody knows, you get just a sample of love sexy just kind of thrown in there. Mm. You know, and then, you know, kind of the kind of when love calls, you've got to go. Mm. Interestingly enough, Ingrid Chavez would be Prince's co-star in Graffiti Bridge. Um, (laughs) And she would and she ends up kind of playing. If you I mean, if you if you hear that, 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 that kind of um, those lines that kind of embodies the character that she ends up playing in Graffiti Bridge. So it's kind of interesting that this is kind of the start of that. Mm. Uh, Like, you know, two years down the line, it ends up kind of paying off. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, you get get Prince kind of of talk singing, where he says, tonight we make love with only words. (laughs) And then he says, girls first. And um, when he does it live, he says, girls first, and someone else says, and then boys. Mm. Mm. Um, but on the actual track, they don't say that. But I, I always end up singing that anyway. I always end up singing the, the kind of the live version of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, Prince kind of tell. Once again, we get the race cars burn rubber in my pants, which is a great <laughs> line. Um, but, you know, Prince kind of talking about how, you know, I'll go first by telling you how intelligent a curve you're behind has. Yeah. Which is such a... I mean, 
you know, this like as much as this song may be about kind of spirituality and God and whatever. Of course, Prince has got to talk about someone's behind yeah, and talk like, about how. Can't help himself. Like, <laughs> yeah, but, um, he's like de- describing the curve by saying it's intelligent. Mm. I mean, I th- you know, uh, one other like interpretation I kind of I, I was you know I was reaching like oh what what is the song about exactly? And I thought maybe that it was, uh, it was trying to differentiate between you know love and. Uh, you know, uh, sexual like lust and romantic love and stuff, and because there's a lot, of, this this whole section now goes into more this like I want to look at you and admire you, but I'm not looking to like just you know bang it out. Basically, it seems to be more like an admiration of beauty and whatnot rather than um, you know the beyond the you know, the, the the race cars burn rubber in my pants kind of. <laughs> but that, you know, again, that's a you know. If I come back as a woman, I want a body like yours and stuff like that. It's a, it's yeah. got a real like. It is it's sheer objectification, but it's like because you know, so to, we make love with only words, so it's like oh, not yeah. no, we're not actually going at it. Like we're just talking to each other about how much we love each other. <laughs> so it's a bit like oh, yeah. the love has come above sexy, so that's why it's love first, sexy after, or like something like that. It's worth saying as well that Prince's voice is kind of treated yeah. as well here, where it's kind of like, goes kind of super high and kind of squeaky and um, you know, he, uh, particularly when he says you, you pretty little whip, you got me dripping dripping oh. all over the floor. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like, it's you know, it's, it's so uh, close, like, oh, it could be a family song and then you throw in a lyric like that, like, oh, God, dude, come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, he talks about how you know, he wants to play house and um, he goes, I think I want you to inside of me. And he kind of misses a word, um, you know, and then he talks about how, you know, he he wants to suck around your living room and walk right down your halls. And, <laughs> and then I like as well, he goes, uh, you want me to swivel in your love seat, don't you, baby? Uh, and you want me to write my name on your walls? Mm. Of course, this might be calling back to the Sheena Easter song um Sheena Easton song, uh, Sugar Walls, which uh, Prince wrote oh, uh, many years uh, earlier. Um, Sugar Walls, of course, referring to uh, a lady's uh, genitalia. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you wanted to do like a wholesome interpretation of that, though, you could still say that, like, <laughs> maybe like walking within her halls and stuff. It isn't, you know, <laughs> it isn't what it sounds like. And maybe he's like, I want to create a home together. And Prince is not on location, location, location here. <laughs> you know, and then it finishes with the, 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 you know, we make love with only words. And then he goes, I'll make love to you. And then he goes, tomorrow. And then, of course, he goes, sweet dreams. Mm. And that then immediately leads into when two are in love. Mm. Um, that sweet dreams is from the beginning of when two are in love, not from the end of Love Sexy. Uh. So, you know, but it still works as the end of Love Sexy because the whole I'll make love to you tomorrow, mm. sweet dreams, you know, that makes sense. A... But also at the start of when two are in love, it makes sense. So um, mm. on the Love Sexy tour, when they do the live version of Love Sexy, which is, a, I mean, if anyone hasn't seen it, it's only about two minutes long, but it's still great because it has a lot of dancing by a cat and then a, a lot of dancing by Prince. But there is a there's a thing where, you know, Prince describes Love Sexy and says it's the feeling you get when you fall in love not with a girl or boy, but with the heavens above. Mm. You know, I think that's quite a nice description, you know. The idea that um, kind of this love transcends just being in love with one person and is, you know, about being in love with heaven, you know, I think that's a nice idea. The fact that Prince keeps going on about 
you know, uh, rubber cars, you know, burning <laughs> in his pants or whatever. I mean, doesn't seem to fit with that idea, but, uh, you know, mm. uh, <laughs> that's just Prince for you. Yeah. Uh, massive contradictions. Yeah. Uh, I will say, too, about that, uh, you know, you're mentioning the dancing live. Um, it's still, that's the thing that really astounds me about Prince. It's, like, it's, a, it's a real testament to you know, how great an actual artist he was, just in the fact that, like, that guy, you know, you mentioned Mick Jagger earlier. Mick, Mick Jagger's on stage presence is great. Like, it's natural charisma, but his dancing is ridiculous. But the thing is, Prince's dancing is like that's professional level. Like this guy, if he wanted to, he could just be a dancer. He could have been like he could have gone yeah. to like Fred Astaire kind of stuff. But the fact that he's also playing all the the instruments, he's writing all these songs, which you think would take up all of your time, but then he somehow has the time to go off and practice these dance moves as well. I was like, this, this guy is, it's it's insane how like how talented he is. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the thing is, of course, you know, um, Kathy Glover, you know, better known as Cat to to Prince fans, you know, she was like a fully trained choreographer. So I guess on on the '88 tour, he kind of had her help yeah, uh, because she could she could kind of help the coordinate the dancing. Mm. Uh, but it, both the Sign of the Times, you know, concert film and the Love Sexy kind of um, you know live concert. There is a lot of dancing, and I think that is Cat's influence because, you know, when Prince was on stage for a lot of the stuff in Purple Rain, you know, particularly in the film, there's there's dancing, but Prince isn't doing much of it. He's kind of very, you know, he's doing the occasional splits, but he's mostly kind of static while the rest of the band kind of do stuff near yeah. him. Yeah, he does that and, fancy, and then, um, that microphone stand trick, which I've tried a couple of times, and it's, yeah. it's just like, <laughs> I, that, you know, that... It, Anyone who pulls that off successfully, you know, there's been a couple of absolute clattering, like broken microphones on the floor, you know, on, on occasion. He had, I mean, he had a special bass made so that he could he could hit the microphone so it would fall down and it would bounce back up mm. just as he got back up. So, um, you know, he had the money to kind uh, of trick. Oh, he's one. cheating! That's what you're uh, saying. He was cheating the whole yeah. time. I didn't know that. Yeah, the live version of this, which you know, like I say, it's only about you know a third of the song, um, and it's mostly dancing um, to strobe lights. Uh, that was the first time that I heard the song was on the, the VHS that I had of the, the Love Sexy Live um, 88 tour. So that's that was a version that I kind of knew. Mm. And then when I heard the rest of the song and I was like, oh, this song's very long and it's completely different to kind of how it was done live. <laughs> um, and it features a lot less dancing mm. for some reason, you know. <laughs> so I was kind of, I kind of came to it hearing the live version first rather than uh, knowing the album version. But yeah, I mean, for me, I would have to say um, four out of five, mm. just because, I mean, not a five out of five, and I think because it's a bit of a meandering track. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm not a fan of Prince kind of speeding his voice up and saying s- strange things. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that part of the track is a bit odd, and, you know, Prince likes to get odd, So and, and I'm used to it as a Prince fan. But at the same time, there's sometimes where I'll listen to that and I'll be like, we could have lost a minute out of this song and it would have still been a, a really good song. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, so that's why I feel four out of five. Uh, I don't know how you feel. Yeah, I think I think I would agree with that. I think it, it, it is a smidge too long. Like, it's there is a, a bit towards the end where it's kind of like, yeah, the song's over now, but it's still going. You know, it's like uh, you, you, you as the as the audience are almost like, oh, I'll skip to the next one because it's like I, I got it. Like this, the song, the song's done. Like why, are you, why are you still tearing on? But well, maybe that's why he made it so you couldn't, you couldn't skip. It's just like no, yeah. the whole damn thing. But yeah, I'd say uh, yeah, you know, it's one of the ones. Um, I would say yeah, uh, three point five to four out of five. Personally, like I, I think that'll be. I wouldn't put it, you know, one of my, my top ten Prince tracks or anything, but at the same time, I can't 
fault it. Like it's you know beyond it been a bit too long. It's like oh, it's a very well together put song. It's incredibly catchy, great riff, you know, and um, yeah, really love the. I'm assuming is it actual brass he's brought in, or is that synth? You know the you know on the original version he had Eric Leeds and Atlanta Bliss doing the horn parts, and obviously on the live version it's Eric Leeds and Atlanta Bliss doing the horn parts. Yeah. But for the version that he ended up using, he used the the Fairlight to sample them, and then he played that back. Oh, you know it is kind of live horns, but they're just they're essentially a sample that he he played back from the previous recording. Mm, mm. Um, so technically, then they're, they're not on they they are on the track, but they're not on. Yeah. It's like a Schrodinger's uh, horn place, um, <laughs> basically. So, um, so I feel like we said as much as possibly can be said about Love Sexy. I should just say Prince only ever performed it on the 1988 tour. After the tour bearing its name finished, he didn't he didn't do this song live again, which I can kind of understand because some of it, although the kind of spirituality side fitted with his kind of more religious stuff later on, uh, parts of the song doesn't really kind of mesh well with you know with with kind of what he started doing in the in you know once once we got past 1999 mm. uh you know once we got into the turn of the millennium prince's you know the stuff that he performed kind of excluded a lot of stuff earlier and i can kind of understand why he would have dropped this song yeah and obviously i haven't been able to find any cover versions if someone did do a cover version on love sexy i think it'd be very odd <laughs> i don't know how you could kind of do any justice really i mean it's got a catchy enough hook but at the same time you're like I mean, what are you singing? I mean, yeah. you know, it's just, it would end up being really weird. Um, so let's go to plugs then. Is there anything you wish to plug, Niall? Yeah, I should, I should probably plug uh, the podcast that I host uh, or co-host with um, a fellow I believe will be on here at some point or might have already been on, John Parker. Uh, we are. Do- he, he'll be he'll be on a later episode. Oh, okay. Um, well, you'd look forward to him. <laughs> but uh yeah we co-host uh bat minute 89 which is uh, where we both go meet we and uh you know a selection of different guests go through the tim burton 1989 batman film one minute at a time uh we're deep deep into it now like we're properly like it's we're like i think coming up to as of you know recording like minute 50 or something's just aired like it's it's uh we're we're we're, we're no turning back now kind of thing so um <laughs> uh yeah we just it's a lot of fun like we just sit and um you know talk about what's happening in the minute but go off in little tangents and we you know bring in different people each week and they talk about their experiences with that film and their opinions on batman in general and because we're and all the major pod catchers and and whatnot if you if you google bat minute 89 it's almost definite that we will show up uh <laughs> in any of the <laughs> social media platforms like your Twitters and Facebooks and whatnot. So great stuff. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Trap by Track or you can follow us on Twitter at Prince Podcast or you could email us, not sure why you would, at Prince Trap by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest. Oh thank you for having me. And otherwise bye. Bye bye.